0: Welcome to episode 42 of the Bonfire Banter podcast with me Megan aka Bonfire Cherry with my bearded co-host.
1: I'm Dean from TG Web Consultancy.
0: And um, with us on this episode we've got the wonderful and creative. I'm Jean Edwards I'm here in Northampton. I love the start of every episode. I can't see this because obviously it's audio but this, uh, uh, um, Jean's cat keeps going
2: past. Yeah, she, she thinks it's time for me to introduce myself. <laughs> and this is Daisy.
0: Aww. <laughs> hey, Daisy.
2: <laughs> I think she's a bit, she's not very brainy, so she doesn't really understand. My other cat, had he been here, he'd have been all over this. He absolutely loved things with laptops and screens and recording. <laughs>
0: And I thought for this episode, um, we talked to you, um, we ask you about your history with urban sketches.
2: Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Great. Yeah. I'm just trying to think about when um, when I first came across urban sketches, I think it was probably around 2014 or so. I When I started doing the drawing a day, it kind of made me look for classes and activities and things where I could go off and be with other people to do my drawing of the day because you know lots and lots of times it's just me and my own drawing. But times when I can get together with other people, that's a real bonus. And I was just come I think I come, came across it on Facebook, um, that somebody advertised a meeting point in London for urban sketches, and we would all meet, um, I think it was at uh, Monument Underground Station actually, and we were given a map. Um, Probably like more than 50 people there actually. We were given a map of all of the churches that Christopher Wren had designed, which were all clustered in that immediate area. So they were really close by each other. And we were challenged to go and draw as many as we could and then meet back on the steps of St Paul's at, I think it was like 3 pm. And there were so many people sketching that you kind of went off and everywhere there was somebody on a stool or somebody sitting on a step and people Uh, sketching everywhere. So from it being quite a solitary thing, suddenly you're surrounded by people doing the same thing. And, of course, you end up chatting about sketchbooks and pencils and where else you've been and how how do you do this and all that kind of thing. So it's like a ready-made group of friendly people to be with. So that was my first experience, and and that made me join London Urban Sketchers because at the time, um, it, it, in England particularly, it was like in big cities, so there was one in Birmingham and there was one in London, one in Manchester, um, and it's actually, I found out it started in 2007 internationally, it started in Seattle, and it's been spreading all over the world ever since. So I started to go regularly to London or Birmingham. And, uh, and, then, and then in 2016, the internet. every year there's a big international get-together in one city in the world, which is many people who can come along to. And in 2016, it was in Manchester, which was great, because obviously all of us UK urban sketchers could go along and be there. And, you know, it sort of inspired a lot of us who were making do with going to Birmingham or London, think, well, why not set up our own drawing outside? If you're kind of sitting on a stool somewhere or sitting on a wall drawing, it's easy to feel a bit on the spot, a bit exposed. But if four other people or 10 other people or at the symposium, 900 other people are sitting there doing the same thing, you don't feel so worried so no. if somebody doesn't approach you, it's okay because you know you all kind of you can all chat together. Whereas when it's just me on my own, I sometimes stay in the car.
0: I suppose it's good when it comes to uh, mental health and that sort of thing of getting out.
2: Yeah, uh, I think uh, actually one of the nicest things that happens is that we'll, we'll go we go every Tuesday night, and sometimes. The day is kind of dull and it's maybe cold and maybe even rainy, but we go. And nine times out of ten on a day like that, during the evening, the sky clears, there's a sunset, it lights up a bit. And it just it does really lift your spirits, being outside at all. But then when you see that horrible daylight roll away just before the sun sets, it's really lovely. And uh, this Tuesday, mm-hmm. we went to the Mounts and people were drawing um the uh, fire station, but to our left was the sunset, and honestly, the sunset on Tuesday was magnificent. It was really amazing.
1: That's good. Would you say there's common characteristics to a type of people involved in urban sketches?
2: Oh, gosh, that's really, I don't know, actually. I mean, I think a lot of them have got an interest in working from observation. So, so urban sketches have, like, these um, conventions that everyone, like, signs up to. And they are that you, you are drawing from observation. It doesn't matter what style or materials or anything, but you draw what you see. So it's not drawing from photos. It is drawing from real life, outdoor, or through the window or whatever. And um, But apart from that, you know, it, it attracts... I mean, at first I thought, actually, there does seem to be a lot of architects. It does seem to attract people who work in building and architecture. But actually as I've you know got to know more people it's really a tremendous range of different people who do different things you know there's full-time artists and there's people who do it as a hobby and a kind of creative outlet and there's people who use it as a social activity and a way of getting outdoors so yeah it varies hugely but I suppose you know they're kind of like It's nice that everyone's different, because then when you're all talking to each other, you're kind of learning from each other. And one of the things that happens in urban sketches is there's like this tradition at the end of each meeting, wherever you are in the world, you have a thing called a throwdown, which is where you all put your sketchbooks down on the ground or on a wall or wherever and you all look at each other's work and you take a photo of the throwdown and share it on social media and that's one of the fantastic bits because you learn such a lot from seeing what the other people have done and then you know everyone talks about well how did you do that and where did you get that sketchbook from and all that stuff And, and that bit is really nice and often um in bigger groups, they'll go off for lunch or have a cup of coffee or go to a pub or whatever and do that kind of social ending. Um we have a we have a wet weather fallback, which is usually the sapato Lounge. Not at the moment, but in the past we would if it rained, we would go to the sapato Lounge instead of wherever we would have gone. And they're nice, they're very welcoming.
1: Yeah. I seem to hear about um increased number of meetups that happen at zapato lounge i mean me and uh, megan have been there for a couple of things in the past too so yeah I yeah think they're it's great a good
0: place too. yeah yeah i took part in a human library um oh yeah yeah that was an interesting experience a good experience i thought i may have but
2: yeah i like i like the way that they seem to kind of involve groups of people and their interested in their locality. I I'm sure you know this. I hadn't realized for years that Zapato is shoe. And that's why they chose the name.
1: Haven't <laughs> even know that. <laughs> I never knew. That,
2: yeah. Yeah. So all the all the different lounges in all the different towns and cities they've all got like a locally inspired name, I think. So I hadn't, hadn't realized that ours was, was inspired by our shoe. Oh, it's um, Spanish for shoe. Sure. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been going up there about two years before I understood
1: that. <laughs> uh, we never knew that as well. That's that's interesting. <laughs> I thought it's just like a random word or something.
0: <laughs> I
2: know. I did. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're nice actually because they don't mind us spreading out all our sketchbooks and materials on the table and using the water to paint with instead of drink.
1: <laughs> yeah, I seem pretty good there. I mean, even if if you have like a pet dog, say so just let you bring them along, I notice. So yeah, they seem pretty welcoming in general.
2: Yeah.
0: For anybody who's interested in taking part of Urban Sketches, what is the best way to do so?
2: Um, well, anybody in the world can look on the Urban Sketches website. So that and then when you go on there it can tells you all about them and there's a list of all the chapters. And we are Urban Sketches Northampton. So you can find us on Facebook and we are Usk. Northampton on Twitter, and we are still, we're still called Drawing Outside on our blog. And um, actually, one of the nice things is that if you're traveling anywhere in the world, you can look up the other chapters and go to their events, and they're all ever so welcoming of visitors. So that's nice too. You know, so if, if you're on holiday and you think, oh, I wonder if I could do some urban sketching, you probably can, because there's, you can just post in all their different groups and say, Does anyone want to come sketching with me? And you can show me your
0: town. So oh, that's
2: I were, I, should, I, was, I knew that we went to Japan last year oh, yeah. and um, and that, the other nice thing is that there's been like this it's not part of urban sketches but during um, well since March since we've all been uh, had, since we've all had to stay at home I think all virtual urban sketching has emerged and that's where people will say let's go urban sketching to I don't know Florence in Italy and everybody goes at, at the particular time they all go on Google Earth and look around Florence and they all sketch and then they all share their pictures. And it was if they were there, but they weren't really. So that's kind of like kept them going a bit as well.
0: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, it's been nice, actually. I I did one where it was the um, sunset on the solstice evening at Stonehenge. That was nice. And we had, a few of us did it and we were on Zoom chatting and watching the webcam and painting and drawing. The webcam wasn't very good, actually. I think they could have done a better job of positioning it. But um, it was like somebody had just grabbed a camera and run out to Stonehenge and plonked it down anywhere. But, but It was quite quite nice and quite sociable. Do
0: you want to end the episode with another craft-related fact?
2: Yes.
1: You know what, I do.
0: <laughs> the estimated total number of craft, jo- um, craft jobs in the UK in the creative industry in 2019 was... £10,000.
2: I'm not thought That's
0: loud, isn't That not that much. That many, much. I wonder how they're defining it. Like, I wonder how they oh, found.
2: defining
0: I found a bigger number. Oh um, craft let's go with that. Craft, craft, um, craft contribution in 2018 in gross value added to the UK economy was £300, 300 million. Pounds. That's more like it. I really should have read it. I really, really should have read it out loud in my head first. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so this has been Megan aka Bonfire Cherry with
1: I continue to be Dean from DJP Consultancy. And we've had Hi. a wonderful wonderful time with our wonderful guest.
2: I'm Gene Edwards.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thanks. Bye so bye. 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 Yeah, I need to stop recording.